Well, hello there. And welcome to the Cricket Scotland podcast in 2019. I'm Ian Leggett. I'm joined by my co-host, Scottish cricket writer, extraordinaire reporter, Mr. Jake Perry. How are Hi, you? Thank you very much. Hello, Ian. It's nice good to, to be here. It's quite exciting. No, what an intro, eh? Well, I know. I, I mean, I, I'm not used to dealing with, uh, with, with something like that. So, uh, yeah, thank you very much. Well, this is very exciting. And this is a new podcast for 2019, uh, hoping to have discussion, insight into the world of Scottish cricket and the jam-packed season that we have ahead. I mean, what are we going to talk about on the show today, Jake? Well, yeah, you're absolutely right. It's a fantastic season we've got to look forward to, um, which started last weekend with the Women's Regional Series getting underway uh, through in Fife. And we're going to have a look at um, a wee kind of recap of that. We're going to have a wee look ahead at the what's a what's a huge season uh, for the women's game in general, and uh, and obviously for the men's as well. Some some fantastic stuff to look forward to on the back of uh, that amazing summer last year. Exactly that. So we hope by the end of this show, you're kind of going to have an, a little idea of how much cricket is going to be happening this season. If we compare it to last year, it seems like it's doubled, maybe tripled in size, the amount of games. It's extraordinary, actually, isn't it? The new, uh, now I need to get this right, the Cricket World Cup League 2 yes. doesn't exactly trip off the tongue, I have to say. Um, but that's going to make a huge difference. I mean, it says quite a lot about the sort of feast and famine nature of associate cricket I guess that um, they're actually going to be 333 days between the the England ODI and and Scotland's next ODI against Afghanistan which says it says a huge amount and of course after the the England match and the the Pakistan games and the the, the tri-series in Holland last year that was that was Scotland's season over Um, but the new competition is going to make a huge difference Um, 36 guaranteed games over the next two and a half years it's going to make a huge difference in terms of of the fixtures and the, just the chance for game time of the team and uh, uh, yeah it's a really really positive step forward I think. It's very exciting and uh, we personally can't wait we only have it, we were just saying it's less than is it two weeks away till the Afghanistan yeah, it is, ODIs? Yeah it is I know it's around very fast. Uh, I mean, it only it only seemed like yesterday when they were announced, but yeah, suddenly international cricket is returning to the Grange, which is very exciting. So let's start with a women's regional game. You popped off. Now I'm going to butcher this. It's Fricky CC. Fricky, yes, indeed. That's where my English accent comes in. <laughs> I am right. proud Scottish, but it doesn't sound it all the time. Uh, so you paid a visit for the opening count of the women's regional game. An eight-wicket win for the Eagles. It seemed pretty comprehensive, but it was a very good game of cricket by the looks it of it. It was a splendid game of cricket, I have to say. And, um, you know, on a, on a beautiful day out in Fife as well, it's uh, that stunning... Um, Easter weekend weather that we uh, that we had, and uh, yeah, as, as as we say, fantastic game of cricket, terrific innings from Catherine Bryce, which was the uh, the difference between the sides at the end of the day. So Storm has put on two hundred and thirty. We had uh, Rachel Scholes put fifty seven on the board, which was nice to see her. Um, but it was a comprehensive bowling performance from the Eagles. Yes, the Eagles bowled very well. Um, you know, wickets nicely. Uh, shared shared around really. It was really great to see uh, Sam Hago uh, back um, after a, after a season out, and she kind of got a couple of wickets, including one with the last ball of the innings. Um, Hannah Rainey as well chipped in with uh, with wickets um, as well. Catherine Bryce um, a couple too, and Abby Aitken as well. It was lovely to see Abby back um, playing, who's been away in New Zealand over the winter. Um, but she was straight on it right uh, right away. She was uh, she was there and into the groove um, and looked in looked in good shape. She must have had a smile on her face then. I mean, playing back in in Scotland after a trip out to New Zealand, I mean, it's good to see Abby back as well. It was exciting. 
our future ahead uh, for Scottish uh, Scotland in terms of wildcat cricket with the qualifiers coming up. But listing out their names there, I mean, we'll, we'll go on to about the century from uh, Wildcats captain Catherine Bryce, but I mean, there's over 500 caps on that field. Yeah, very much so, and that's just in the Eagles side. So, uh, you know, huge amount of experience when you had, you know, uh, current players, uh, current Scotland players like, like Catherine, like Sarah Bryce, Sam Hago, um, and Abby Aitken. Um, and also Catherine White um, was playing uh, for the Eagles as well, who's, you know, again, a um, three-figure cap um, cap cricketer. So, um, yeah, an awful lot of experience in that side. So, Catherine Bryce, Wildcat captain, promoted last season after Abby Aitken stepped down as captain. I mean, we're seeing her go from strength to strength. She's smashing it down the loft. But to begin the season with a one-two-six nod out, how impressive was that knock? Yeah, she played beautifully. She really did. Um, came in at number three. Um, what a really struck me I think was just the energy about the Eagles innings I think the Stormers will maybe feel a little disappointed sometimes in that their the urgency wasn't quite there um, when they were putting the total on the board but the Eagles certainly came out they didn't mess about um, Hannah Short um, and Karis Scott who opened you could see from ball one that there was that there was a real urgency about the about the chase Karis was out fairly quickly um, but then Catherine came in and right from the off she was finding the rope and uh, and clearing the rope on one occasion as well. Um, yeah, smashing innings. Um, just back from uh, pre-season camp, uh, she'd been out with Loughborough in America. Um, Sarah Bryce was there, was there too. And last week she'd scored 70-odd not out for, uh, for Warwickshire um, in a warm-up game that they had as well for Warwickshire women. So, yeah, in, in really good nick. So one game down, the Eagles a comprehensive win. But it doesn't look like the Stormers are out of it this year. So what, what, what's it looking like for the season ahead then? Yeah, yeah, very very much so. I mean, as I say, two two very well-matched sides, I think. Um, Catherine's innings was the, was the difference on that day. Um, but there will be, there will be other days. Um, as the, the season goes on, as so often with, well, I was going to say with the women's game, with, with the men's game too, um, spin will be the key and how spin is played. And there's a lot of really strong spin in the Stormers lineup, you know, in Rachel Scholes, Lois Wilkinson, in Abdaha Maksud as well. You've got, you know, international class mm-hmm. spinners there. Um, and for the Eagles too, it will be really, really interesting to see how um, Ikra Farouk, um, young off spinner, and Catherine Fraser, who is an even younger off spinner. How old is Catherine Fraser now? Uh, is she 14 now, I think? Unbelievable. Um, yeah. So, what was but, I doing at 14? I know. I Not know. playing cricket for, of that standard. Absolutely. <laughs> Still but, never but, will. Um, but Ikra, uh, she bowled beautifully, actually, on, um, on Saturday with, with no reward, unfortunately. Um, Catherine wasn't playing, but I know is back this weekend for the, for the, the next game. She's uh, recovered from a, from a broken finger. Um, I actually played against Catherine last year, believe it or not. How was um, that? In my, in my, uh, my, my other guys. Um, I'm very pleased, actually, I got, out, I got out before she came on to bowl ah. because she was turning it sideways. She has a and, wonderful uh, action, Catherine oh, Fraser. It's, it's this beautiful, smooth, uh, smooth action. Yeah, yeah. Oh. So, uh, yeah, she's going to be phenomenal. And Megan McCall as well. You picked her out in the preview um, yes, as well. Indeed. And it was, it, was, it was commented by uh, Ian Stewart. Uh, one of the coaches uh, for the um, uh, for the Stormers, for the Stormers yes. there, and and he, she came out and, and played well. Yeah, Megan played Megan played beautifully as well. Um, yes, Ian had had uh, highlighted her um, in the chat that we had for the for the preview. Um, she uh, she bowled nicely, but she batted really well. She came in sort of down the order um, when 
the storm is that it, it kind of the innings had stalled a little bit. It, the finding kind of runs hard to come by as the innings went on, but uh, but Megan came out and batted beautifully. Uh, to see them, you know, help see them up to that total. So we've got the Eagles versus the Stormers at Sterling CC this weekend, the second 50-over game. It's also tying in with the start of the men's regional competition at the Grange. Uh, what can we expect from this weekend's encounter then? Yeah, so this match is on Sunday, and um, it's going to be a very, very interesting game. Um, some enforced changes in the Eagles side with, with uh, Catherine and Sarah Bryce not being available. Um, some other players who are able to to come back in. So Catherine Fraser's back in, um, Katie McGill, um, Scotland Bowler is back in too. So it's going to be very very interesting to see how it um, how it plays out. I think the Stormers will will feel disappointed with with how things panned out last week, and I'm sure we'll be out all guns blazing to, uh, to 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 make amends this week. So the role, the result was. Fairly comprehensive to the Eagles, and obviously when you've got the, a player of Catherine Bryce's standards producing knocks like that, it's obviously going to lean in the Eagles' favour. But the Stormers are, are not out of it this season at all, are they? Oh, definitely not. No, as I said before, these are these are two well-matched sides. Um, there's uh, there's a lot of, of, of strength in in both teams, and uh, as in any game of cricket, you you know our performance. A match-winning performance is 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 very possible. That's why it's such a side. special game, you know. Exactly. That's why very, we love watching it. Very much so. So, uh, oh no, no, no! The Stormers are no way out of this. So this it, we've highlighted slightly, but this is an immensely exciting year for women's cricket. I mean, not only do you have the women's regional game going on, we have the the cricket World Cup qualifiers playing uh, this year with venues yet to be announced, but it, it, it's exciting. So, talk a little bit about how exciting this summer is for women's cricket. Yeah, it's it's huge. Um, I don't know how many times I've typed that sentence over the last uh, <laughs> over the last few weeks. It is a huge season for women's cricket, but it but it very much is. Um, the, there's a real atmosphere and a real palpable sense of excitement around the team um playing the the the, the cricket world cup qualifier um last year in holland uh where scotland finished third in the tournament it met, meant that they met missed out on the the final stage of the tournament by by a single place um their best ever result um historically but the disappointment around it i think said said an awful lot um there's the real recognition that in the semi-final uh, that the team had come up short, and uh, and I know that there's been an awful lot of work to to put that right, gone in over the uh, over the winter. So to Steve Knox um, a, a while ago, who said that that it's basically is about bravery. It's about you know being um, not afraid to to go out there and have it go wrong. You know to to go out there to give it your best shot. Um, and to, to sort of play that no fear band, uh, brand of cricket, which which Scottish cricket is becoming known more and more for, of course, with the men's game as well. Um, so that's coming across in the women's game as well. That kind of attitude of going out there and committing a hundred percent and not being afraid of the opposition you're going against. Yeah, this, this. I mean that's that's the next step. That's um, that's the journey that the men's team have gone on. I think when we look at the men's team, you know, it changed really or started to change after the World T Twenty in 2016. When, when Scotland had uh, secured their first ever win on the global stage against Hong Kong, which was, which was great, but had come up short against Afghanistan, had come up short against Zimbabwe in games that they should have won. And there was a real recognition that, okay, we need to be far braver. We need to really go at this. 
um, and trust in our skills and rely on players putting their hands up and putting in that match winning performance. And I think that the that the the women's team is is at that same crossroads at the moment and are making that same that same decision. Now this could be me overinterpreting things maybe a little, but but that's where certainly I, I, I see uh, I, I see it going and that's the key in my opinion anyway to unlocking the door. Um, and certainly that's the impression in talking to to people like Steve Knox and talking to the players and so on that that's yeah that's the recognition um, that that's what needs to to be addressed. I don't think you're you're interpreting it incorrectly at all because I think when you've got players like you said of the of the caliber of the Bryce twins and and Hannah Rainey who's who's and Rachel Skulls and all the you know Catherine Fraser like you said is 14 years old. It's either they stall and you just reach this minimum point of being third place and you know being devastated by by missing out on a place or or advancing and and hopefully reaching the World Cup. I mean, can you imagine the absolute scenes it would be oh, if the it, women's it would be, team it would make be amazing. it? Um, uh, it'd be amazing if the prices were twins as well. I have to say, yeah, that's uh, twins. <laughs> <laughs> Pardon me, but um, but yeah, I mean, it would be. Uh, it's it's massive. I mean, the the, the potential um, that having the tournament here gives to grow the game. First of all, the the way that um, or the opportunity that it's presenting to to to, to show women's cricket to a new audience um, as well is 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 massive. And if if Scotland can get over the line, you know, if we can qualify. Sorry, we. That's terribly impartial, isn't it? Uh, if if the I don't think there's any hidden secret here that we're Scottish cricket fans. <laughs> if, if there is any, if there's any way that 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 line can be can be broached, that that qualification can be secured, who knows? Who knows where where that could lead? It'd be very exciting to find out. Um, but whatever happens, it will be a huge step towards the full member status, which is obviously the the goal of everybody involved in Scottish cricket. So an exciting summer ahead for, for women's cricket then? Oh, a huge, absolutely huge summer. And obviously the European qualifiers coming up before before then, uh, which is uh, in June in La Manga. Um, it's a tournament that, even though Scotland have got the free pass to the global qualifier as host, they still need to, to win because, uh, bizarrely, the, the T20 competition is also the qualifier for the 50-over Competition, so it's still a tournament against the Netherlands and Germany that that, uh, that Scotland needs to win. Uh, but yeah, all eyes are on the global tournament, I think. So let's chat about the men's game, Jake. We got two different teams coming over. We got Afghanistan and Sri Lanka. We got a couple of ODIs, which is very exciting. But one could maybe look at the upcoming season for the men's team and think that they are going in completely different to how they've ever gone into any season before. They had the most memorable result in their history after their tremendous result against England. They had an unfortunate, well, rather tragic in some words, campaign out in Zimbabwe, but a couple of very memorable results. Are things looking different this year? Are they going in with a new mindset? I'd certainly agree with you that um, it's going to be a very exciting year. Two more top 10 teams coming to to Edinburgh. Um, I'm not sure that I would necessarily say that this is a new season Mm -hmm. in that sense, however. Um, For me, this team has been on an upward trajectory since the World T20 uh, back in 2016. Um, The the England result, which is, I, I guess, the big headline result, 
um, was memorable in so many ways. Uh, just amazing performances and a fantastic crowd and atmosphere and all of that. But it wasn't surprising, I don't think. It was, it was a result that was coming and had been coming since that time uh, back, in, back in 2016. Um, for me, there were, there were really a couple of takeaways, I guess, from that game. The first, um, which is something that, that Karl Kutzer has, has spoken about as well, it was a, it was a proper game of cricket. Absolutely. You know, in the modern sense of the, of the game. I mean, it's 3-7-1 for five, Scotland scored. Um, 3-6-5, England scored. I mean, this was not a kind of, you know, we bowl them out for 150 because they have a bad day and we squeak over the line by, by one wicket in the final over with a streaky single to third yeah. man. You know, it, it was a proper, a proper game of cricket. Uh, where you had two teams at the top of their game absolutely going hammer and tongs. It wasn't like England had an off day. Absolutely. And that's what made it so much more memorable in the fact that it, it was a ridiculously good day out for any fan, any spectator, anyone at, at the ground or watching on TV or listening to the radio that day. They were glued to the fact that there was a gripping game of cricket. Yeah, very much so. But the thing was that this this was coming. You know, this had been coming for a while. Um Maybe the headline performance before then was against Sri Lanka the year before at Beckenham, which was a similar game in many respects. Sri Lanka were bowled out, first of all, for a decent total. But the manner in which Scotland chased it down with, with centuries from, from Carl Kutzer and from, from Matty Cross, yeah. um, you know, with the loss of, uh, loss of four wickets, as I remember, something yeah, of that yeah. sort. Um, but it was chased down with plenty to spare, um, plenty left in the tank. And just that manner... Um, was something that was new. It was a new Scotland from from that time at the uh, at the World T Twenty. You talk about the manner and this attitude. So, what's the attitude going in this season then? What are the, what? How's this mentality? How's this new cutting edge, brave team under now Shane Berger, not Grant Bradburn anymore? How's that going to have an impact? Yeah, I mean, it's it's this no fear brand of cricket that really started. Um, you could see it, as I say, back in. Uh, back in the aftermath of the of the World T20 in 2016, you could see it through the performances against Sri Lanka, the win against Zimbabwe, the first official win against uh, uh, against a full member in an ODI, um, the heartbreakingly narrow miss in the World Cup qualifier in Zimbabwe. You know, within a whisker of of qualifying at the West Indies expense, um, and then of course the the England game. It, it was, it's been part of this. This upward trajectory that's uh, that's happened, and a huge testament to the work of of, of Grant Bradburn, Carl Kutzer, um, and just the mentality around the team that people are are putting their hands up. They're not frightened to put in the match-winning performances, which Grant said was an issue before. You know, it's it's um, almost a fear of success. I remember him using, yeah. using that 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 phrase. Um, but with Shane coming in now, it's a tremendously exciting time. Uh, too, because um, I, I spoke to Shane the other the other day um, for the first time to do to do an interview piece, and he said, you know, what's really struck him is how this team, um, this group, don't know how good they are. They don't know what is you know what they can actually achieve, and that's a that's a hugely exciting thing. What do you think he means by that? Do you think it's just the players haven't seen their full potential yet, and it, it, they don't understand the amount of talent they possess as a group, or is it because they haven't been in enough match match situations where they've been able to maybe reap the rewards? It's a bit chicken and egg, isn't it? Yeah. Um, 
hopefully now with the situation with the uh, with the Cricket World Cup League Two uh, coming in, <laughs> I, I will get used to saying that one day. Um, CWC. Yes, I'll find the acronym. Um, but hopefully with that, with those, you know, that increase in the number of fixtures, um, it's it's match time. It's match play time. It's it's uh, time in the middle, which Scotland have been tremendous at using the facilities that they that they have and the the bit of money that they have to create scenarios for training and and really innovative ways um of of approaching the team like you know with the the a team getting involved for example in second 11 matches in england and in looking for game time as much as possible but what's going to really make the difference is that extensive exposure to international level cricket um and what this is what this team has achieved now having not had the exposure to international level cricket on a regular basis that they would that they would wish um that anybody would wish um it's been incredible you know that an international team has been able to achieve what they've achieved on the diet of cricket that they've had and now with the ICC looking to actually do something about that in terms of the the way that the new uh, championships organized you know the 36 games over two and a half years um, yeah, we could we can wait and see what the uh, the results of that might be. So this CWC League Two, like you said, it's an absolute mouthful to talk you through. If if the listeners don't know what this is, uh, it's coming up. the The opening games will be in July. That's what it was announced by the ICC, and this is essentially a new pathway to to one give games uh, game time and exposure to these teams, but also have them the ability to create a new pathway to get to the World Cup qualifiers in 2022. So the the CWC League 2 is built out of Scotland, Nepal and Oman. And then currently right now, the uh, WCL Division 2 has been playing to decide the other four teams that will join them. And we were just announced today as we were recording this podcast that Oman has secured their ODI status, which is exciting for them. USA has also just got it after they just beat uh, Hong Kong. But 36 games, they get to play each country six times. I mean, essentially, you have this new league, which is giving the players a fantastic opportunity to play more ODI cricket, which is something they've been lacking. But to have a tournament that seems more devoted to associate nations in this respect, it's just a very exciting opportunity for fans. Yeah, as much very, as very much so, very much so. And uh, and for the teams to have you know, a proper run of, of fixtures is is uh, going to be tremendously beneficial. Um, I think that from what I from what I gather, um, the format is often going to be sort of tri-series based to cut down on on costs um, and things as well, which will again be be very helpful and and just increase that sort of tournament play aspect as well. So um, yeah, it's going to be it's going to be good. I'm very much looking forward to it getting underway in uh, in July. So let's move ahead uh, to the ODIs in May. I mean, they're only a couple of weeks away and we'll be sitting at the Grange, hopefully bask, basking in the sunshine, which looking out of my living room, it's it's not too grey right now, but we don't talk about the weather. Um, but we have Afghanistan coming over and then we have Sri Lanka. One can only remember the incredible performance against Afghanistan out in Zimbabwe, but how exciting is it for them to come over and play a couple of ODIs? Yeah, very, very much so. Um, yeah, Afghanistan, oh, team packed with talent. 
um, some incredible, you know, young players and great experience in players like, um, you know, Mohamed Shazad and, and Mohamed Nabi and, and, and these guys. And of course, Rashid Khan. Of course. Um, number one ranked, uh, certainly all, number one ranked all-rounder at the time of, um, at the time of recording. Um, probably bowler in ODI cricket as well. Um, but I mean, a tremendous player. But uh, yeah, the chance to go head-to-head with, uh, with those guys again is going to be, uh, is going to be very special. So they're going to be going into these games thinking, just win. It has to. Is it about the results or is it about giving players game time? Because one thing we can talk about is the amount of talent and the depth of the talent pool that's now happening in Scottish cricket and, and, and certainly in the men's team. So can you see or envision Shane Berger giving players opportunities or is he going to be picking the best 11 to get the result and to get the win? Oh, I think it will always be the best, the best 11. But I, I think they're going to be relishing the chance of coming up against two top 10 teams once again, um, really nailing on, you know, where this team is, where this team has come, has come from. Um, and uh, yeah, it's a tremendously exciting, uh, exciting couple of weeks. One can, yeah, one can only one can only wait until uh, we sit in the Grange and watch the likes of Sri Lanka and Afghanistan go against Scotland. Talking about players, it's been a tremendous week for uh, a tremendous lot on this podcast. Only a good word to be saying about Scottish cricket, but they've had a week long tour uh, down in England. I think we will be doing the immoral thing without mentioning a Mr. George Munsey and asking the question, what on earth has he been eating for breakfast after the knocks that he has been delivering? I, I have no idea, but I quite like some. Um, <laughs> it's extraordinary. I mean, um, the, the, the 25 ball 100 the other day is just, um, is just outrageous. Um, 17 balls to get to past 50 and then another eight to yeah. get to to get to 100 i mean george is in is in the form of his life i think he would say um what's what's tremendous to see from a from a scottish fans point of view as well is the the consistency with which george is turning in these performances um as well he was uh had a great tour of oman at the start of the year um but he's always been a batsman who who can take a game away from you just like that um, but the fact that he's that he's doing it now on such a regular basis, I mean, he's a batsman that opposition uh, bowlers are, are, are not going to be wanting to bowl to. I, can't, I mean, to go through the stats, he had, it, it was just posted on social media. I mean, he's had five knocks. He's got 331 runs off 139 balls. That's including 31 fours, 36s, and that's a strike rate of 238.13. I mean, it's it's... Phenomenal. It's not bad, is it? Yeah. It's not bad. I mean, the hundred the other day, you know, twenty sixes. Um, it's just uh, it's including just six outrageous. and an over as well. Yes, indeed. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Yeah. Um, but also really good performances from the likes of uh, Tom Sol, which is good to see. He's back from injury after his long recovery period down at Norfolk's, but he, he's delivered a couple really good bowling performances and scored a couple of half centuries as well in his. Yeah, knocks. yeah, very much so. Great to see. Great to see Tom coming back in as well. You, yeah. you spoke to Adrian Neil, a new boy in the Scotland camp. Uh, what was he like and what was the anticipation before a man I believe you spoke to him yes I did yes oh he's a, he's a very nice guy and very you know happy he was very excited about uh, about the call up and um, and what a tour he had you know I mean just uh, just a tremendous uh, kind of introduction to to international cricket he's you know a, a potent 
weapon you know at six foot eight mm-hmm. just the the angle that the ball is coming at you as a batsman obviously is very different um to to most other bowlers and and he, he you know can put it on that really awkward length that makes it very difficult to get it away so um yeah i mean i'm very excited to see how uh, how how that develops um over the over the season in terms of a another weapon for the scotland bowling attack which is already such of course a good a good unit who are your players to watch out for this year? Because it will most likely be a very similar eleven to the eleven we saw last year. Um, but who are the ones you're going to watch out for? Uh, well, George, of course, we've uh, we've mentioned, and of course, you've got the incredibly consistent batting lineup with the likes of Kyle and and, and Matthew Cross and Richie Barrington, Callum McLeod, of course, just an unbelievable season uh, last year, um, associate. Cricketer of the Year. Mm, what a huge um, accolade! Oh, very, very much so, and 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 so well deserved. I mean, that that innings against England was just phenomenal, and the uh, the Rashid Khan taming um, one hundred and fifty in the in the Zimbabwe qualifier was uh, was was fantastic as uh, as well. Not many uh, not many players in world cricket have done that to Rashid Khan, and that was uh, that was something quite phenomenal. And then, of course, in the bowling attack, you've got this. Um, this embarrassment of riches, really. You've got Adrian coming in, but you've got, you know, um, Safian Sharif, who, you know, Mr. Consistency, um, likewise, Ali Evans, um, Mark Watt. Uh, be good to see, you know, Stuart Whittigan coming back in, Chris Sol. You've got uh, Tom Sol, you know, I mean, there are just so many, yeah. so many bowlers that you have to choose from. And, and that, that competition within the team is, is great, is, is, uh, is, is terrific and says an awful lot about the strength and depth. Is there a moment? Is there a a player? Is there something that you just cannot wait to see? I think it's just the opportunity to have four ODIs against two of the top ten teams in the world. Um, Scotland approved with the results last year that we can go head-to-head with these teams. Um, I don't think anyone is saying that they're going to win every single encounter that they have with a top 10 team. I mean, no one does, not even the top 10 teams themselves, of course. Um, but Scotland have proved that they belong in that company. And I think to to have the opportunity to see two top-class teams come to the Grange and have Scotland go against them is, is tremendously exciting. And uh, it's something that I really hope the Scottish public come out for because it's a tremendous opportunity to see a fantastic team. And... Um, if we get anything like the day that we had last year, the 10th of June, um, it would just be just be phenomenal. So the Scottish cricket season is near upon us. Now we both play cricket in various forms or another. Uh, I think play is putting a bit strong yeah. in my case. But, uh, oh, no, in my case, certainly. <laughs> I think play is an overstatement. Uh, what's your team you play for then? Uh, I play for Pennycook. I play for Pennycook Twos. Oh. Um, back uh, in the... In the uh, the, the glorious Division 7 of Esker. Oh, yes. Monty Esker. <laughs> what are you most looking forward to about, to about the, the season starting then in terms of in terms of getting out there and playing? What, what's it about the Scottish cricket season that you love so much? It's the atmosphere and the camaraderie, I think. Not only within your team, but that you see elsewhere as well. The good thing, I mean, I joke about playing in Division 7, but the lovely thing about that league is in many ways it's what it's all about in that we've got, you know, old codgers like myself and we've got youngsters playing. And 
the the atmosphere well you know everybody wants to win but it's but it's a very friendly mm-hmm, rivalry for sure and um yeah just the just the chance to 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 kind of help the youngsters come on get them interested in the game get them involved everybody gets a bat everybody gets a bowl um normally if, I, if it's me i get quite a short bat but that's not uh, anybody else's fault and it's um <laughs> it's yeah, not an optional it's, choice <laughs> it's yeah, exactly so um so yeah it's 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 good and there's there's a real uh, there's a real warmth around the atmosphere of Scottish club cricket that I find and um, yeah and I'm very very much looking forward to the season starting again hopefully with some weather like we had last weekend for the for the regional series as well I can't wait I mean I had a I had a little knock around on the meadows for Morton CC oh, just good. just out of pure chance they were playing a little warm up game and I was walking I was allowed to start work late and. Uh, Walked onto the pitch and hit a nice straight drive for oh. three. It was lovely. And oh, I think hello. I've retired for the season yes. after that. I've, I've peaked too soon, Jake. So uh, this has been episode one of the Cricket Scotland podcast 2019. Jake, absolute pleasure having you in my living room of all places. Which well, thank is, you very um, much yeah, which for is inviting quite... me into your beautiful home. Oh, don't call it that. It's a dirty student flat. Uh, but we have a very exciting season upon us. Like you said, there is so much cricket to come, whether it's the ODIs at the Grains, the Women's Regional, the Men's Regional... ODI, uh, the the 50 overs, the T20 Blitz competition. We also have the Women's World Cup qualifiers coming up. And then we also have the newly announced, but yet no information on uh, T20 Slam, Slam, which is a a great name. I'd uh, yet to gather an opinion on that. So, so much cricket happening this year. This podcast, we hope to, to have weekly discussions to kind of keep you updated with all the comings and goings in the Scottish cricket world. So stay tuned for more and uh, thanks for listening.